When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we predict the final standings of the 21-22 season and tell you which teams will reach the postseason. Stay tuned. Season three, episode two of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson with me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great because I'm looking real snazzy. Just came are you? right from the rink right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so came right from the rink to here, immediately leaving here, going right back to the rink to immediately come right back here and record our other podcast. So busy man today. Yeah, it's going well for you, though. Yeah. Like getting uh, your miles in, at least on your car. Oh, so I've had that bad boy for, um, in about 10 days, it'll be two months. I've put, uh, 2,200 miles on it. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I'm putting it to work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got my new iPhone today, iPhone 13 Pro. Uh, very excited about that. Just finished the transfer. So, if I sound distracted, it's probably because I'm playing with my iPhone. Chase is just going to have to do everything this episode. But there was one thing I wanted to ask you, Chase. Squid Game. You know what it is? You heard of it? I have heard of it. Have you seen it? Not yet. Okay. Because yesterday I was completely out of the loop and before yesterday, of course, as well. Um, completely out of the loop. I'm on Xbox with John and I go, dude, what the hell is Squid Game? I keep seeing it everywhere. Like in the words, not seeing like previews right. or whatever. Right. I had no idea what it was. He goes, yeah, it's a show on Netflix. You haven't watched it yet? I'm like, no, what the, what the fuck is it? And it's a Korean show, if I'm right. And I've watched the first two episodes. It's pretty good. It's it's a little out there. So if you're not really interested in some of the, I don't know, crazier type of genres, it's, it's kind of horror, just kind of a brutal um, kids game, I guess, is Squid Game. So it's very interesting so far, though. And I did not think that it would have this much buzz just because of it being Korean, it being so brutal, but everyone's loving it apparently. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things, and I don't mind reading subtitles, so I'm going to get around to watching it. Just like I got to obviously be paying attention to that only, so I got to find time where I can just pay attention to that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I've heard pretty good things. I, I saw something saying that the writer-director of it, it took him like 12, 13 years to, to um, pitch the show for someone to even pick up the pitch. Damn. So... Like, it, it, t- it took him forever, and then it finally got picked up, and now it's just, you know, going nuclear. 
this happens a lot with things on Netflix. It happened with our, the show You that we loved. That, that was on. It was on some random ass Hallmark? network. Yeah, was it yeah. It was, it was something random like that, like a Hallmark Channel or Lifetime. Yeah, that, I think it was Lifetime. Yeah. So okay, so it was on Lifetime and it was getting ready to get canceled before the season ended. Netflix, Netflix, like, we'll just buy it off. We'll throw it on here, and then the thing exploded and got really popular. And I don't know, Netflix has a knack for finding those things. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And um, Squid Game, it does have a, a dub, I think it's called, yeah. where they, you know, it's English. So I've been watching that one because I have a real hard time doing subtitles just because I will only focus on the subtitles to get the plot, and I won't see what's actually going on in the show. So I've been listening to that or uh, watching the dub English dub version of it. And it's pretty good so far. I have seen some talk that Alice in Borderland is better. Never heard of that either. Um, but I looked it up just before the show, and it's another Korean show. And it's about, uh, I think, three friends that are gamers. So something similar, I think. All right, got another one to check out, I guess. Yeah, apparently. But on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, going to be deep diving into every division, telling you what the divisions will look like at the end of the regular season, tell you what teams make the playoffs, etc. It's going to be a good time. Chase, we're going to hop right into it. Not much news to talk about, so we'll hop to the uh, less talented, less appealing, just worst division overall. Bad, yes, the, well, bad, the bad division in the NHL. Division and, I mean, conference, conference as a yes, whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, we'll start with the Pacific. This one... We get to see Seattle in here. Uh, formerly, Arizona was here. They moved over to the Central. So let's talk about the Pacific, Chase. Who do you have as your uh, playoff teams as well as just run down one through eight? What are we looking at? So I'm going to write off one through eight, and then you write off your run through eight, too, or if you want, or you can make and comment, then, and then yeah, we'll, then then we'll we can, talk a little more. Okay. Sound good? Great. Grand, wonderful. In case you couldn't tell, we talked about this perfectly beforehand. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Number one, I have the Vegas Golden Knights. Terrible. Number two, the Edmonton Oilers. Number three, the Seattle Kraken. Number four, the Calgary Flames. Number five, the Vancouver Canucks. Number six, the LA Kings. Number seven, the San Jose Sharks. And number eight, the Anaheim Ducks. Wow. Okay, yeah. I, went, I went a little spicy here on you. I got number one, the Vegas Golden yeah. Knights. <laughs> number two, the Edmonton Oilers. Number three, the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh. They're going to bounce back this year. Uh, four Calgary, five Seattle, six Anaheim, Ooh. seven LA, and then eight being San Jose. Yeah, for me, those last three California teams, like they can really just be shuffled around anyway, and I would not be surprised. But I can't imagine any of them making the playoffs. I'm surprised you weren't interested in Anaheim a little bit more because Trevor Zegras, a guy we love, a good old American boy, we're number forty six. Yeah, that's that's a great number. I obviously I they got they got American goalie too, one of the better goalies in the league. But that's it. Yeah, I I wanted to give Seattle a little bit of love. I was actually thinking about putting them at three, only behind Vegas and Edmonton, but just the team makeup overall, they just got their first preseason win. Everything that happened in the offseason after they like showed their jerseys off, I was just down on. So uh, until they can really prove it to me, I'm not going to bank on them being one of those playoff teams. I'm kind of in the same boat, but the analytics tell a completely different story. Uh, the analytics say that this should be a New York Islander style type of team where, you know, they're not going to win pretty, but they're going to win that they're going to win playing smart sound a defensive game, you know, closer to two, one than three to two most nights. And, you know, that's fine. It's a way to win. It's what makes West coast hockey boring. Normally, you know, seeing that in the, 
like for the Isles, it obviously, you know, just brings a little bit more attention out to that style of game because they're a more seen team, whereas on the West Coast this has happened for years. Um, you know, I, I, I think they'd be able to squeak their way in just because of that. I don't think they're going to be able to do, you know, what Vegas did by right. any means, you know, that their first year. Like, that that was just ridiculous. It, if there's another miracle that happens, then, I don't know, we got to go streaking or something because yeah. there's just – it feels like there's no possible way it happens again. Yeah, I, I, I would be shocked. Um, Vegas, Edmonton, we both have as our one and two. Are those two teams untouchable at this point? Are there any teams that can – really rival them for that top spot? Are we overthinking uh, Vegas and, or I guess underthinking Vegas and Edmonton too much? Uh, I'd say Vegas is locked and loaded there and Edmonton should feel pretty safe. I think Edmonton should be a safe playoff team. Maybe not number two, maybe someone jumps out of them, but I would really be shocked if Vegas doesn't finish top of that division. Agreed. And then let's look at Vancouver and Calgary. These are two teams that are in that middle range for the both of us. I think you had Calgary above Vancouver. I've got Vancouver above Calgary. Uh, what gives Calgary the nod in your eyes? I don't know. I, I really don't. Right. I really don't. I, I've talked about it before. This is a slightly better Arizona where they're just good enough to finally compete, maybe grab that fourth spot or maybe just miss, but they're never going to do anything else, and they can never be bad enough to truly rebuild. So, like, they're just kind of here. This happens the year, the year that they squeak in. It's, it's really the process I have here. They're, they're going to they're gonna squeak in. They're going to lose in four to Vegas, and they're going to be stuck in the cycle again. I think it's really annoying because Vancouver and Calgary both have a lot of good talent, but for some reason the team just doesn't come together perfectly. The goaltending falls when the, the scoring is up high, but when the scoring falls, the goaltending starts to play well. And it, There's just always something wrong with the both of these teams. Uh, I just had to bank on Vancouver just because Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes being back. Uh, OEL, hopefully he can find some of that magic he had in Arizona. Uh, we haven't seen it in the past, what, year or two? Yeah. So, who I knows? Mean, I, I'd, I'd rather see Vancouver than Calgary, to be honest with you. So, if that happens, great, but it just well, it's what my guys tell me. And Calgary is always a team that I want to root for. Uh, I think it goes back to the Sven Bargigi days. Yes, it back does. Back in NHL 13. Uh, also a big Matthew Kachuk and Sean Monahan fan. But whenever I like sit down to watch a Calgary game, see the logo, see the jerseys, I'm just like, eh, I'm not really having much fun. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I do. It's just, it is just kind of whatever. It's West hockey. It, it is. And that's the best way to describe it for a long while. West hockey has been a little bit more, uh, slower pace, grind it, not as much flashy plays, and it makes the game just a tad bit a bo- just a tad bit boring when you're looking at you know Tampa every single night. But let's move on over to the Central, yeah, yeah. Why not? This one for me felt like there was one team that is going to dominate, one team that is going to be very bad, and then the rest are kind of just up in the air. Uh, I want to know your one through eight, and then we'll get over to mine. Yeah, so at number one, I have the Arizona Coyotes. Nice, um, yeah. Um, number one, the Colorado Avalanche are going to win the President's Trophy this year. Number two, the Minnesota Wild. Number three, the Winnipeg Jets. Number four, the Chicago Blackhawks. Number five, the St. Louis Blues. Number six, the Dallas Stars. Number seven, the Nashville Predators. Number eight, the Arizona Coyotes. You were scaring me for a bit. I'm going to be honest. I thought you were looking at my screen because I have Colorado, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Chicago, but then I went Dallas. St. Louis. No, then I went oh, Nashville. Yeah. Oh, oh. Then I went Nashville, then I went over to St. Louis. And Big then, time Bennington hater. 
Hey, I think that St. Louis could very well be the second seed in the Central. Yeah. But the the second through seventh seed is so up in the air for me um, that I just had them last because I think there's just a little bit more I like about like Nashville and Dallas. But we agree on the fact that Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Chicago, we take them over St. Louis right now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would agree with that. Literally, I think two, like, the point difference of standings from two to seven could literally be like six points. I, yeah. I think it could be that close, and not necessarily because they're all like very good teams. No, they're they're just like they're solid teams. Yeah, and, and like you know, a couple of them are more up and coming ish, like Minnesota and kind of Winnipeg, I guess. But even though Winnipeg has some older guys going on too, but uh, there you know, there's gonna be some fun hockey to watch. And there's like there, there's young superstars in this division. There's you know, Kirill Kaprizov, of course, Colorado's you know studded. Everyone knows Nathan McKinnon's. Yep. Miko Ranton into Winnipeg. Got our boy Kyle Connor. Like there's there's good hockey to watch in this division. It just might not be like we're not gonna really see tr- any dominant team other than Colorado. And I'm glad that both of us have Chicago sitting at that number four spot, just because that was a team last year that not a lot of people liked, and they had a really nice stretch at the start of the season. Then it kind of tapered off a little bit. Well, they're getting back Jonathan Taze. They brought in a lot of offseason acquisitions, including Seth Jones. So. I'm excited to see what that team can do. If you're forgetting to say the one, you know, addition in the offseason, the only reason I don't have them at number seven, it's because Mark Andre Fleury's there and that. He's kind of elite, isn't he? It's the only reason that they're not seventh in the division for me. You think we'd be able to spell his name right? Chicago can't. Yeah, it's it's F L U E R Y. That's how they spelled it, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I think that's what they did. Just just say flower. Yeah, at that point, you put the nickname on. If, yeah. you, if you're really not going to spell his name right, F-L-E-U-R-Y, it's easy. Just spell the freaking nickname. Yeah, I don't know what's happening over there. But what are we thinking about Dallas? I know you had them six. I have them at sit, sitting at number five. This is a team that we just played in the Stanley Cup Finals a year and a half ago. Why are they this low? It's not like that they're low. It's just that. You know, like I mentioned, it, the point difference is not going to be very large. They're going to be in the thick of it until maybe into the thick of it. Say that until maybe <laughs> the last game or two. Honestly, it, it's going to get down to like that close. So, really, as long as Tyler Sagan and Jimmy Benner are both playing in all their games this year, as long as that decor stays intact, Miro Heiskin and John Klingberg, as long as those guys are all you know staying in the lineup pretty frequently, and like they, they, they should be fine. Um, to at least you know contend all season long, but if something goes wrong, I feel like one domino falling on this team, the whole thing would go down. Yeah, we expected a lot more from them last year. We did, and it didn't really pan out. Now I got to ask you a question here: If I were to tell you I came back from the future and said Colorado does not finish first in this division, what team would it be that you would assume takes first? Would it be Minnesota because they're sitting number two, or would it be someone else? No, it would be Winnipeg because Connor Halbuck would do what he did a couple years ago and set the record for wins by an American goalie. He would lead the league in goals against and save percentage in wins. I agree 100%. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. I kind of implanted that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's there's no other goalie in this division. Like, like Flurry won the Vez last year, so like, you can't say that he like doesn't have the ability, but there's no other goalie that I like really trust to just like take it away. And that's what you would need is an unreal goaltending season here. And then Colorado, I think they're the favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Any chance this team isn't as dominant as a lot of us assume, including you and I? I just, I, no. I, I think I, I would, if I was putting money on it, it's for them to win the President's Trophy. I'm not betting on playoffs until playoffs come around. But regular season, like just President's Trophy, 
Yeah, I would put money in there. I, I would say they're – and I would like, consider them if I had to go with a final, it would be Colorado against another Eastern Conference team that we'll talk about later. Um, that, yeah. that, that would be my finals. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Eastern <laughs> Conference team? That's yeah, pretty we good. <laughs> we, might, we, we just might. We just <laughs> might. Uh, all right. Well, we talked a lot about Colorado and the two through seven. Let's get down to Arizona just briefly no, like, <laughs> briefly hit on them. Uh, they still have some players over there, but – there's been a lot of craziness that's happened in the front office, and uh, now they might be getting kicked out of their own rank and just all kinds of craziness. What are the odds that this team ends up with the first overall pick if we pretend like the lottery's not a thing? They will finish last in the league. Oh, okay. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, they, uh, they are my last place team in the league this year. The only other teams I think are truly in consideration are Buffalo and Ottawa. Do they, they have, Maybe Columbus. Do they have Phil the Throw still? Yeah, not for long. I mean, not not for long. He he looks like a real athlete, so he could. My God, <laughs> incredible! He it, could do something. Hey, Louis Erickson season though, he's gonna play in the top nine here. Like he flat, he just flat out is going to it. Dude, don't that, say that name. <laughs> like he's going, he's six million a year, baby. Gonna play in the top nine here for the Coyotes. They're gonna maybe they'll crack seventy points this year. Probably not. It, it, tough. Dude, they're going to get Pavel Datsuk to come out of retirement oh, and play for him. Hey, he's not retired. He's playing over in Russia. Well, come out, out of, of NHL, NHL retirement. retirement. Yeah, there, there you go. go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our uh, Western Conference hockey preview. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, say hi to our friends over at DraftKings, and then on the other side, going to be talking about the Metro and, of course, the Atlantic. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. We'll let you know where exactly the Tampa Bay Lightning finish. Hockey is back, and the DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-knee-one-T or a dirty deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN. At the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. And of course, hockey is back. So make sure to do all your hockey betting over at DraftKings. But Chase, we now move on. Looking at the Metro, we've got some good teams in this division, and I think this is probably the division. If I had to bet money on five teams coming out of a division, I think it would be this one. Yep. But I, there's going to be some movement for sure within that top, I don't know, six or so, I think. Yeah, it's it, it really is going to be interesting. It really just depends how much time, you know, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin miss for the Penguins. You know, they're, they're the real wild card here because they could be, you know, an easy playoff team. If they miss a lot of time, they could easily be, you know, towards the bottom of the division. You know, Philadelphia, if Carter Hart can figure out his stuff in net, they're immediately a contender again. 
And then you've got, you know, of course, the Young Rangers, the Carolina Hurricanes with, you know, whole brand new goalie system. There's just there's just a whole lot going on, a whole, whole lot of change. You know, there's some weird expectations for this division. Uh, how about I go first this time? Is that cool? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to start with Carolina leading the Metro for me. I bet that they would not. I didn't place any money on it, but I said last year Carolina would be the top of the division, beating out the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sure enough, they did. However, I predicted that Tampa would win the Cup, and that happened too. So uh, pretty smart guy over here. I got Carolina at my number one. The Islanders, number two. The Capitals, three. The Rangers, four. The Penguins, five. The Flyers, six. The Devils, seven. And the Blue Jackets, eight. So we've got some some similarities here. Um, okay. My, my number one, though, is the New York Islanders. Okay. Number two is the New York Rangers. Oh. Number three is the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. Number four is the Washington Capitals. Number five is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Number six, Philadelphia Flyers. Number seven, New Jersey Devils. Number eight, Columbus Blue Jackets. Get through them really quickly. Yeah. So we got the same bottom four. Yeah. That's, that's the similarities I was talking about. <laughs> and then the other ones are up in the air. You got a lot of faith in this Rangers team, having them up at number two. I liked the Rangers a lot last year and was hoping they would. I think we both had them in the playoffs last year. I think we both had them sneaking into it. Uh, unfortunately, they did not play up to what we thought their potential could be. That's why I've got them sitting at number four. I think they still make the playoffs, but I got to see it before I can believe it fully. They're going to go on an unreal stretch after the Olympics when they get Jack Eichel on their roster. Oh, that's a prediction. That, that's a prediction right there. That, um, you know, Is he going to be able to play, though? Did, so, did he have the surgery? Uh, uh, teams have been able to get his medical information finally. Um, that was just like talked about the last couple of days that like he's able to share the information now. So teams have a better idea on his health. So there might be, you know, if they feel comfortable, there might be like actual more movement on trade fronts coming up. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I just, I just, I do have some faith in the team taking the next step. Adam Fox has shown that he's one of the league's best defensemen. They have a young decor. Counter Miller looked awesome. Nils Lundqvist is going to come up and be a really good rookie defender this year. Then up front. Because of Benajad, he's going to bounce back. Capacaco, Alexi Lafreniere are both going to take big steps this year. I, I truly believe. I think they're both at least 60-point guys. I, I really like the nucleus of this team, and it's just about really just getting to that next step. And something just popped up in my head that we haven't talked about since the first time we talked about it, and I haven't even been keeping up with updates, but remember when we were thinking Artemi Panarin might be getting looked at by, like, the Russian mob? Yeah. And he had to, like, take games off and stuff. Like, I want to look into that after the show and see what's actually happening there. But Artemi Panarin, a great player, going to be one of the key pieces there for the Rangers. So uh, there's a lot of good for the Rangers, but there was a lot of good for the Rangers last year too. And they just couldn't put it all together. I think they do. Like I said, they make the playoffs for me. But um, number two is a little high for me. Uh, We both have a lot of respect for the Islanders. I've got them sitting at number two. You got them sitting at number one. It's not a pretty style of game, but it's a game that wins, and that's why they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, back-to-back years. Yeah, and it's going to be kind of the same type of thing again this year. They're they're just going to win the right way, be competitive all year long. It's never really going to be a shadow of a doubt that they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, it's just really not a whole lot to say. It's just they do it all the right way as a group. Uh, I, just, I just really hope they'll let Matt Barzal kind of do his thing a little more. Yeah, that's really all I have to say on the Islanders. Matt Barzal, we've seen, is a fantastic player, but in this Islander system, that's not something that 
really matches his play style. So yeah, he, he's gotten benched for going out there and busting his ass offensively and creating you know opportunities. Yeah, don't love to see that. Uh, Carolina, you've got them sitting at number three. What makes you think the two New York teams are better than this Carolina team? I mean, it's really not like much. Carolina could easily end up on the top here, but it's just the goaltending. Um, I I really think that of all the goalies that were there last year, and the goalies are there now. Alexander, Alex Nedeljokovic would have been their best option, and better than than Antti Ranta. I, I I don't care. And so I just, I don't think, I think the goaltending is going to end up hindering them a little bit. Um, I, I think Anthony Ranta is going to look pretty better. It's not Anthony Ranta, uh, Frederick Anderson, excuse me. I, uh, but for, for Frederick Anderson, I think he's going to um, struggle a little bit. But offensively, defensively, like, like everything's there for them to win this division again. I, I Or win this division, I should say. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but I don't know. Just a lot of this, like, it, it involves some thought, but a lot of this was really – I made my gut feeling first, and I adjusted if I needed to afterwards. And I think that this is going to be a slam dunk first-place team after Svechnikov takes home the Maurice Richard. Hey, I predicted this last year. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, you don't have the prediction skills that I do mm. when it comes to hockey mm. standings. And gotcha. All that. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Washington. I've got them sitting three. got them sitting four. They're getting older. What do we see out of them? Playoff team, possible chance to win a series or two, maybe. But, like, really nothing more than that. Um, I wouldn't be extremely shocked if Pittsburgh or Philadelphia kicks them out of the way. But, like, they've got enough pieces intact. It really just depends on what the goaltending tandem does. And then the bottom two teams, New Jersey and Columbus. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm not a fan of really either of these teams. I think Columbus is a little bit worse on paper, so that's why I put them a little bit lower. But... I, I don't think Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer can do enough to get them into that playoffs. I would agree. And um, Blackwood, not, not not vaccinated, so he won't be able to play games in Canada and stuff, so there's some extra losses you're probably going to face there. Jack Hughes is, and like, everything shows he should be ready for a breakout season. Everyone, it, analytically, it showed it should have happened this year, but, like, if it didn't happen last year, it was, or, like, last year, then it was guaranteed to happen this year. So, he should have a true breakout where he can be like a 70, 80 point guy, but that still just won't be enough. They'll, they'll still end up being a bottom of the division type team. Yeah. Unfortunate for New Jersey fans because I know they got a passionate fan base out there and they have not had very productive seasons over the past decade or so. But let's move over to the Atlantic. Finally. This uh, might have the Tampa Bay Lightning. In this Maybe. Division. Slight chance. Uh I'll let you go first again, and you can let me know why you think Tampa is going to be the sixth place team in this division. I will let you know why Tampa is going to get relegated to the American Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, number one in the division: Tampa Lightning. Number two: Florida Panthers. Number three: Toronto Maple Leafs. Number four: Boston Bruins. Number five: Detroit Red Wings. Number six: Montreal Canadiens. Number seven: Ottawa Senators. Number eight: Buffalo Bills. Because the Bills are going to be better than the Sabres of hockey this year. You know, we are pretty damn similar. There's just two switches in there. So instead of Florida being number two, I got Toronto being number two. Ah. I think Florida has much more success when it comes to the playoffs. Florida knocks out Toronto first round. But Toronto just seems to be a good regular season team. So Yeah, they, they, they are. That's fair. So do you have Detroit at five? I have Detroit at six. Oh, okay, so, so your playoff teams are the same. Yeah, so Montreal and Detroit, uh, they did a little switcheroo. Okay. 
Actually, um, I thought I was going a little bolder. I thought I feel like people are going to put Detroit a little bit lower. Yeah, I I think that really you could go either way. I feel like for you, you would probably want them sitting eight, just so they can get Shane Wright. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, I want one of my two favorite teams to get Shane Wright. So whether that be the Detroit Wright or the Trent or the Tampa Bay Lightning, season, Which I don't like, think will happen. Like, but like, yeah, that seems <laughs> unlikely. But if one of those two guys like teams can get him, then hell, that'd be I'd be so happy. Yeah, so Tampa being at the top, uh, I don't think there really needs to be an explanation. We talk about how good we, Tampa is. We, we, we talk about them twice a week. We we can keep pumping their tires right now, but I really want this episode to be more focused on the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, not much explanation needed. You have the best goalie in the world. You have uh, four of the top 10 players on the NHL Network's top 100 play, or top 50 list. Uh, so you've got a lot of really talented pieces on this Tampa Bay team. Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, going to continue to be dominant on the offensive side of the game while Victor Hedman shuts down uh, the defense or shuts down the opposing offenses. So not much to be said. It feels like it's a pretty easy first unless there's some injuries that we got to deal with. Yep, I'm not even bothering anything else. We, we all know the deal. And then Toronto, Florida, we quickly mentioned that you know, Toronto, for me, feels like a better regular season team, but in the playoffs, they can't really get anything done. Florida, super talented as well. Sasha Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, some really good players there. And I know you were very excited for forgetting his name now. First Forward. Round, first round pick from last year. Lundell, Anton Lundell. Uh, you think he's going to have that big breakout like you predicted last year he would for this year? Um, I don't know if you saw or not last year what he did in the Finnish league. Uh, so, you know, I talked about that he was the item as my fifth player in the draft. And yeah. I would made, would have made the argument for him being going for him being the number four player. Even I thought it was just a slam dunk to go to Minnesota, Minnesota, besides go Marco Rossi, whatever Marco Rossi looks like he should make the team this year. Good for him. But Anton Lundell last year. Had 16 goals, 9 assists, 25 points through 26 games in Finland, on top of putting up 10 points through 7 games in, in uh, the World in the World Juniors while captaining Finland, and then 7 points through 10 games in the World Championships. He is going to make this roster. He's going to play middle 6 to begin the year, going to finish in the top 6. He's going to be one of the guys I'm keeping an eye on for Rookie of the Year. I don't think he's going to put up like 60, 70 points. I think he'll be in the 40 to 50-point range, but he plays a just really great all-around game and he plays at a maturity level well beyond his years and he's going to be a very fun player to watch for florida but a very hard player for lightning to play against he's going to be a really key player in shutting down the lightning so you're going to have like an alexander barkov on the first and second line basically yeah his he's more goals like luntel's more goal scorer than uh barkov barkov's more um like sick hands playmaking ability where lundell's a little more fine back of the net but defensively they're both very 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 sound so that's going to be fun to deal with. Uh, let's move over to Boston. This is a team that still has a lot of talent up front, but they don't really have the goaltending. They lost to Rask, and it, this just feels like the year that Boston hits that downhill. Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, two guys maybe they – I don't think it'll happen, but two guys maybe find the trade block uh, by the trade deadline and they start to rebuild around Pasternak. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even be that surprised if, like, they miss the playoffs. If Mo- if Montreal plays better than we expect, you know, I w- and they can maybe make that spot. I wouldn't be surprised at all. 
but they're really going to uh, bank on Linus Olmark being the guy. He played well in Buffalo last year, you know, especially given the circumstances. He, he did play well, so who knows? Maybe we're a little underestimating of him, but like they, they've, they've got good pieces in play, but a lot of their good pieces, other than Pasternak, you know, getting older, Patrice Bergeron, team captain, he's 36 years old. He, yeah. He's starting to slow down. You know, uh, up front they have Nick Foligno. He's not really going to be providing a whole lot. Brad Marchand's thirty-three. He's going to start getting to that point where it starts breaking down. Craig Smith is a everyday player. He's thirty-two. The team's just—it's getting a little old. It's bound to start slowing down at some point. This year is probably the year that it starts. Might not like they could be just like they should be just fine to make playoffs. I, that's why I'm predicting them as the fourth spot. But like it, you know, we just got to kind of wait and see. It, it could be worse than we imagine. It could be better than we imagine. Yeah, they're just at that point of. Do they start to break down now, or do they have just a little bit juice left in their tank? Montreal and Detroit, two teams that I realistically could see both of these teams sneaking into playoffs if they get the right stretch of games. Uh, if Boston, Pittsburgh, New York, uh, those type of teams kind of fault out a little bit, these are teams I could see make the playoffs, but I'm not putting any money on them to do it. They've got talent. I just don't think they have enough to get there quite yet. Yeah, I, I would agree. And Detroit, they're really doing themselves a disservice here. Like, I get you, you're trying to re- build a team to win. I, I I understand that, but at the same time, like, they're they're got enough players, where they're not going to be bad enough to be last in the league, especially right. if healthy. You know, Verona's out for four months, so that sucks. But Lucas Raymond has looked incredible through preseason, so he should come up and be an immediate candidate for rookie of the year. And I just talked about Alexander Neljokovic, and I think he would have been the dude in Carolina, so he's really going to be the dude in Detroit. They've just got all these right pieces, and you can't forget about the German sensation Moritz Sider, who will be their best defenseman this year, and it won't be particularly close. Like, like this dude is a stud, and it's going to be one of the better defensemen in the league as a rookie. They've got these good young core pieces that they're going to continue to build on, and they very well could. Like, they could go on a hot streak. This happens with young teams sometimes. You see them go on hot streaks, and they can go dominate. As long as you don't go on a cold streak at the wrong time. Because you could go on a cold streak to end the year with a young team and all of a sudden you find yourself in a weird spot. It feels like they were bad at the wrong time because we got Shane Wright coming up. We got Connor Bedard and Matt Mishkov the year following. So there's a lot of really talented pieces. And they've added talented players. Not to the level of the Shane Wrights or the Mishkovs. But now I don't really think they have a chance at getting those guys. Unless the lottery... Helps them, which, when was the last time that's happened? Never. But they they are a Shane right away from having every piece in place to return to what they were for the last 30 years. Yeah. So, so they, they they need to reflect upon themselves there. Maybe, right. Maybe maybe throw away the kitchen sink of the trade deadline. Yeah, maybe pull a, a Buffalo from 2015 and start tanking for Connor McDavid at the time, even though they got Jack Eichel. Yeah. That's all so bad it doesn't happen. All right. Ottawa and Buffalo, two teams that say they're trying to compete, but definitely not going to be competing anytime soon. No, 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 no. no Some talented no, players, though, on Ottawa. No, no, no. Timmy Stutzler. No, no, Oh, you don't no, think he's talented? No, no, no. <laughs> um, And it, it doesn't help that Brady Chuck's not going to be in the lineup either right now. Yeah. So Ottawa really, oh, we're a competing team. We made it on this like four out of the last five episodes. Oh, we're a competing team. No, you're not. You're not. Brady Chuck's not around. You have Tim Stutzler. Logan Brown was looking like he might have been a middle six player for you until you had to trade him away to get Zach Sanford. Mm-hmm. And now you, you guys aren't there. And then Buffalo, it felt like the only saving grace for them for so many years now was Jack Eichel being the exceptional player he was uh, and is not going to happen this year. 
nope, he will not be playing for the Buffalo Sabres. So you really got to hope that some other guys step up. Rasmus Dahlin, hopefully he can figure out his play. But there's really not much to look forward to in Buffalo. Rasmus Dahlin and Casey Middlestott, two guys that were very highly touted coming into Buffalo. Uh, both have had their struggles. Rasmus Dahlin not on the level of struggles that Casey Middlestott I've seen. But both are going to need to take that next step if the Buffalo Sabres want to be at least a little bit productive. What do you see from those two players specifically? Do they take that next step? Does one, maybe not the other? What are your thoughts? I think Kate's middle shot ceiling was a little bit um, like overvalued as a prospect. I think he could be a, a pretty good middle six guy, but like I don't think he's ever going to be a top six true scoring type threat. So he still, like last year, last year didn't improve as a middle six guy. So he's got to prove a little bit better, but I think he can. We'll kind of see what happens this year. I, th- I think he could, you know, be a 40-point 40, 40 guy this year, and that's perfectly fine on this bad Buffalo team. Darlene, I expect a better season. He's going to get a lot of work, and it's it's going to be tough on him because they're going to be, you know, in a, in a lot of dogfights where they're just getting worked. But he's got the talent. He, he understands the game well enough where he should be able to be all right and really hope that last year was just, just a bad year and you recover from it and go forward strong. All right, and finally, let's very quickly just go over the playoff teams we have. So we'll swing back around to the West, the Pacific, and the Central. Who are the eight teams coming out of the West for you? Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, Calgary, Colorado, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Chicago, not necessarily that order. I've got Vegas, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Colorado, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Chicago. Yeah, fair enough. And then we move to the East. You have? The Islanders, the Rangers, the Hurricanes, the Washington Capitals, Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Boston Bruins. I'm going to go five from the Metro. Give me Carolina, the Islanders, Washington, the Rangers, the Penguins, and then Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Florida from the Atlantic. So those are our predictions for the divisions and the playoff teams as well. Uh, Hopefully you got to hear about your favorite team. Obviously you did if you were listening as a Tampa Bay fan. If you're listening from somewhere else, make sure to go check out the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole because we have a lot of brothers and sister shows that cover every single team. So it's really fun, a really good group of people. We're excited to be a part of the Hockey Podcast Network for the third season in a row. But Chase, we now move on to Hockey Name of the Day. Of course, the best segment to end a show in podcasting history. Yes, sir. All right, Alexander's uh, Euro Four Jevs. Euro Four Jevs. I'm gonna do Jevs, not Jevs. Alexander's. So it's Sanders, not Alexander's. No, Alexander's. Arofeos. Arofeos. Alexander's Arofeos. Yes. Okay. So our boy Alexander's. He is a Latvian from Latvia. Who would have thought? But I would have, <laughs> but yeah, I know you love your 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 Latvians. Thirty-seven uh, year old defensive from Latvia, playing in the Latvian league as well as the Czech two league this year. Uh, five games, five points in Latvia, one game, no points in the Czech league. Been an older guy, uh, played internationally for them. Didn't play in any Olympics. Played in some Olympic game qualifiers. Didn't make it those years. Played in some World Championships, but you know, last few years has been kind of slowing down a little bit. Uh, you know, just. Whatever player not didn't play in the NHL got got some USHL games and a season in the UHL, which is you know the United Hockey League back in 0506, but then went back to Europe and spent the rest of his career there. And a Latvian means we always bring up Christopher Skudlevskis, legendary, legendary Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender. Yep, absolute legend. All right, well that's gonna do it for the show. Chase, if you could lead us out with an outro, 
then you can go back to the rink. All right. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us there. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast. That's at Bulls Broadcast. You follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Follow right at WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. You can get all the content you need from those three platforms there. Make sure to check them out. I go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all podcasts network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Check out our blogs while you're at it, too. If you can rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.